The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. At long last, it's Friday. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, January 27th, 2023, Friday of the third week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And today's the optional memorial of St. Angela Marici, born in 1474 in Italy. She was orphaned in her teens. She joined the Third Order of St. Francis and was invited to become a live-in companion for a widow in the nearby town of Brescia. While on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land in 1524, Angela was struck with blindness. She proceeded to visit the sacred shrines, seeing them with her spirit. On the way back, while praying before a crucifix, her sight was restored. At age 60, Angela and 12 other women began the company of St. Ursula, named for a patroness of medieval universities, constituting a new way of life, single women consecrated to Christ, living in the world rather than in a monastery. St. Angela Marici died in Brescia in 1540. St. Angela Marici, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that educators may be credible witnesses teaching fraternity rather than competition and helping the youngest and most vulnerable above all. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. In today's Gospel, Jesus really encourages us to be very generous. He says, the amount you measure out is the amount you will be given, and more besides. For the man who has will be given more from the man who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Kind of strange words, and yet what our Lord is clearly asking us to do, or to be rather, is to be a person with a big soul. We use a special term for this magnanimous, a person who has a magna anima, a big soul, which actually St. Thomas Aquinas, he calls this the jewel of all the virtues. And it's the opposite to a kind of mean spiritedness, where a person's horizons are very shrunk and they look at things in a very mean way, and they're very, they're very mean, they're very mean with one another, and they're very mean with God. Remember the Pharisees, unfortunately, these men typically embody that kind of meanness of spirit. They're, the, they're anything but magnanimous. And so Jesus has to rebuke them very strongly. He says, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, 
where you tithe, mint and dill and cumin, and you neglect the weightier, weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. So he calls them you blind guides. So what do they do? They, they paid tithes, that's a tenth part. The tenth was the tax that was, was to be given over to the, the priesthood. And that's of their, their mints and their dill and their common, the little herbs that would be used in meals. So they were so scrupulous. And they kind of reju reduced the spiritual life down to something, down to a couple of milligrams of herbs, really. Reducing, trying to reduce God's love down to a couple of milligrams of, of herb. It's terrible, really. Jesus is, is so different from that. Jesus, when we look at you, we see how big-hearted you are, magnanimous. We, we celebrate every year, certainly we celebrate your sacred heart, which is a, a, an enormous big heart, not mean. Where, where can we find ourselves? Well, I don't presume we're, we're tithing mint and dill and common, but we can be mean in the way we look at others, kind of looking at them through a microscope. Remember, Lord uh, asks us, why do you observe the splinter in your brother's eye? Never notice the plank in your own. It's a, it's a bit mean. We can just be put, kind of fault-finding, small little things, tiny little things that we, we get a bit obsessed about, in fact. And there's a kind of lack of, of greatness, of heart, of magnanimity. We want to be big-hearted. Let's ask Jesus to help me to have a bigger heart. Let me to re help me to realize that, that as you say, Lord, to Mary of Magdala, one thing alone, you say to Martha, her sister, rather, uh, one thing alone is, is needed, in, in Mary of Bethany, rather, one thing alone is needed, and that thing is love. Let's ask our Lord in this time of prayer to, to help us have a bigger heart, to move out of that that pettiness and and fault finding that we find remember in in ezekiel in the prophet ezekiel god says and i will give them one heart and i will put a new spirit in them and i will take this stony heart out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh heart of flesh again a, a, a big heart that can be generous can be very forgiving that can be very patient with people and so that's what we, we want to have, that big, patient heart. How we enjoy it when others are like that with us. We've got a little fault, we do something wrong, and somebody then is, as we say, in, in English we say, they're very big about it. They're very, um, they're very kind and they, they don't give it too much importance. We see that in the, the saints, invariably in the saints, men and women with a big, forgiving heart. They don't latch onto these small, kind of insignificant things. They don't give in to resentments, how easy it is to harbor a resentment against somebody who's hurt us, even in a very small way. We're hearing of a of a man in it was in Austria, I think, maybe in Germany, but that he kept a diary for his whole life. This may be in the nineteenth century. He kept a, a diary for his whole life about the injuries that had been done to him. So at the, the end of each day, he went to his little diary and he opened it up and said, you know, uh, today, whatever day it is, 26th of January, 1852, uh, Klaus uh, gave me a dirty look over dinner. 
and then the next day there'd be another one. Hans did such and such for his whole life, and a whole a whole diary full of the 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 little hurts that he had received from other people. Now he didn't have a diary of the things that he did to other people, but. I, I presume that we don't keep such a diary, and yet mentally maybe we do. Mentally, in fact, maybe somebody has done something to us, small little thing, and yet we're very, very aware of it. And we nurse that grievance, and we, we keep it, and, and we don't, we're very slow perhaps to actually then forgive people with what, for, for what they've done. How that contrasts with the big heart of Jesus. Think of him on the Sunday of the Resurrection. He doesn't mention anything to anybody, really, about what they've done, the, how they had abandoned him. He never really mentions it at all. And, and he still forgives, forgives people. He forgives Peter in the most beautiful way for his triple denial, in a very refined, gentle kind of way. And there's no resentment. Our Lord doesn't have this little diary of hurts received from, from the apostles and hurts received from... No, our Lord forgets about it. And if they've asked for forgiveness in one way or another, it's completely, it's completely gone in our Lord's eyes. So we're very grateful for, for the, that is the way our Lord is with us. We think of our, our confession, the sacrament of confession, where we experience that. And I think always the priests, uh, hopefully anyway, we priests embody that. Somebody comes to confession and our Lord's forgiveness is so easy to obtain. And even if we have to go again and again and again and confessing even the same thing again and again and again. We're always so grateful that the priest forgives us, maybe gives us a little bit of advice, but there we are seeing the bigness, if we can put it that way, the bigness of the heart of Jesus. Forgiving us, not you know, storing this up against us. I will, uh, I'll forgive you, but we'll have to come up, with, well, we'll have to bring this up again. No, if it's forgiven, it's forgotten in our Lord's eyes completely. And, and to think that Jesus, with this merciful, big merciful heart, he takes upon himself all our miseries, every one of them, and he gives himself so, so completely with his whole heart, even to death. And, and people do comment, in fact, on, on the way that the heart of our Lord was pierced on the cross, cross by that when Longinus, if you remember, the very last moments after our Lord's death, the Roman centurion, Longinus, pierced our Lord's side with a lance. And it is said by the, the medics that the, the, the spear would have pierced into the heart, the very heart of Jesus. And our Lord gave us, therefore, really, actually, physically, the very last drops of blood that he had in his body, which were stored up in his, in his heart, so the medics say. He gives us everything. He doesn't hold back at all. He's so generous. He's so big-hearted. And what an encouragement for you and for me when we see ourselves, our hearts kind of shrinking, us being even a bit legalistic or a little bit petty with people or unforgiving. We see, well, we learn. We look at your heart, Lord. We see that you give everything so generously. It's a big, big way. And we ask you to help us, likewise, to be very generous in the way we are with one another. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My mother immaculate, Saint Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. 
It's 15 past the hour on Daybreak. It's Friday of the third week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this day of prayer with the entire church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth, and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come then, let us bow down and worship, Bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God and we are His people. The flock He shepherds. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord. For God's great love is without end. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end.
I am worn out with crying, with longing for my God. I am am worn worn out with crying, with with longing for for my God. Save me, O God, for the waters have risen to my neck. I have sunk into the mud of the deep, and there is no foothold. I have entered the waters of the deep, and the waves overwhelm me. I am wearied with all my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes are wasted away from looking for my God. More numerous than the hairs on my head are those who hate me without cause. Those who attack me with lies are too much for my strength. How can I restore what I have never stolen? O God, you know my sinful folly. My sins you can see. Let those who hope in you not be put to shame through me. Lord of hosts, let not those who seek you be dismayed through me. God of Israel, it is for you that I suffer taunts, that shame covers my face, that I have become a stranger to my brothers, an alien to my own mother's sons. I burn with zeal for your house, and taunts against you fall on me. When I afflict my soul with fasting, they make it a taunt against me. When I put on sackcloth in the morning, then they make me a byword, the gossip of men at the gates, the subject of drunkards' songs. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. I am worn out with crying, with longing for my God. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. This is my prayer to you, my prayer for your favor. In your great love, answer me, O God, with your help that never fails. Rescue me from sinking in the mud. Save me from my foes. Save me from the waters of the deep, lest the waves overwhelm me. Do not let the deep engulf me, nor death close its mouth on me. Lord, answer, for your love is kind. In your compassion, turn towards me. Do not hide your face from your servant. Answer quickly, for I am in distress. Come close to my soul and redeem me. Ransom me, pressed by my foes. You know how they taunt and deride me. My oppressors are all before you. Taunts have broken my heart. I have reached the end of my strength. I looked in vain for compassion for counselors. Not one could I find. For food, they gave me poison. In my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. I needed needed food, food, and they they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. Seek the Lord, and you will live. Seek the Lord, and you will live. 
As for me, in my poverty and pain, let your help, O God, lift me up. I will praise God's name with a song. I will glorify him with thanksgiving, a gift pleasing God more than oxen, more than beasts prepared for sacrifice. The poor, when they see it, will be glad, and God-seeking hearts will revive. For the Lord listens to the needy and does not spurn his servants in their chains. Let the heavens and the earth give him praise, the sea and all its living creatures. For God will bring help to Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah, and men shall dwell there in possession. The sons of his servants shall inherit it, those who love his name, shall dwell there. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and will, will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. God, our Father, to show the way of salvation, you chose that the standard of the cross should go before us, and you fulfilled the ancient prophecies in Christ's Passover from death to life. Do not let us rouse your burning indignation by sin, but rather through the contemplation of his wounds. Make us burn with zeal for the honor of your church and with grateful love for you. Seek the Lord, and you will live. The Lord will teach us his ways, and we will follow in his footsteps. A reading from the first book of Deuteronomy. When Moses had finished speaking these words to all Israel, he said to them, I am now one hundred and twenty years old, and I am no longer able to move about freely. Besides, the Lord has told me that I shall not cross this Jordan. It is the Lord your God who will cross before you. He will destroy the nations before you, that you may supplant them. It is Joshua who will cross before you as the Lord promised. The Lord will deal with them just as he has dealt with Sion and Og, the kings of the Amorites whom he destroyed, and with their country. When therefore the Lord delivers them up to you, you must deal with them exactly as I have ordered you. Be brave, steadfast. Have no fear or dread of them, for it is the Lord, your God, who marches with you. He will never fail you or forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua, and in the presence of all Israel he said to him, Be brave and steadfast, for you must bring this people into the land which the Lord swore to their fathers he would give them. You must put them in possession of their heritage. It is the Lord who marches before you. He will be with you and will never fail you or forsake you. So do not fear or be dismayed. When Moses had written down this law, he entrusted it to the Levitical priests 
who carry the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, and to all the elders of Israel, giving them this order. On the Feast of Booths, at the prescribed time in the year of relaxation, which comes at the end of every seven-year period, when all Israel goes to appear before the Lord, your God, in the place where he chooses, you shall read this law aloud in the presence of all Israel. Assemble the people, men, women, children, as well as the aliens who live in your communities, that they may hear it and learn it, and so fear the Lord your God, and carefully observe all the words of this law. Their children also, who do not know it yet, must hear it and learn it, that they too may fear the Lord your God, as long as you live on the land which you will cross the Jordan to occupy. The Lord said to Moses, The time is now approaching for you to die. Summon Joshua and present yourselves at the meeting tent that I may give him his commission. So Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves at the meeting tent. And the Lord appeared at the tent in a column of cloud, which stood still at the entrance to the tent. Then the Lord commissioned Joshua, son of Nun, and said to him, Be brave and steadfast, for it is you who must bring the Israelites into the land which I promised to them on oath. I myself will be with you. Be strong and steadfast, for the Lord your God is going with you. He goes, he goes before you. There is nothing you need fear. The Lord will be at your side to keep your foot from stumbling. He, he goes, goes before you. There is nothing you need fear. A reading from a commentary on the Psalms by John Fisher, Bishop and Martyr. First God freed Israel from the bondage of Egypt by performing many signs and wonders. He permitted them to cross the Red Sea dry-shot. He fed them in the desert with food from heaven, in the form of manna and quail. When they were suffering from thirst, He produced an ever-flowing spring of water from the hardest rock. He gave them victory over all the enemies who made war against them. He forced the river to flow backward for a time. He divided the promised land and distributed it among them according to the number of their tribes and families. Yet even though he treated them so lovingly and generously, the Israelites were ungrateful and seemed forgetful of all this. They abandoned the worship of God, and more than once they were guilty of the abominable sin of idolatry. Then he also took pity on us when we were pagans who went off to mute idols wherever we were led. He severed us from the wild olive tree of paganism, and, breaking our natural branches, he grafted us onto the true olive tree of Judaism, and made us share in the root of his grace and its richness. 
Finally, he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, an offering and a sacrifice to God in a fragrant odor, that he might redeem us from all our iniquity and cleanse for himself an acceptable people. Now all these things are not merely certain arguments, but also clear proof of his deep love and kindness for us. And yet we are the most ungrateful of men. Indeed, we have gone beyond the grounds of ingratitude. We give no thought to his love, nor do we recognize the extent of his kindness to us. Rather, we reject the one who lavishes so many favors and even appear to despise him. And the remarkable mercy that he has continually shown to sinners does not move us to form our lives and conduct according to his most holy command. Clearly these things are worthy to be written down in the second generation, so as to preserve their memory forever. Thus all who are still to be counted among Christians will know the great kindness of God toward us, and never cease singing his divine praises. In your assemblies, bless God. Praise Praise the the Lord, all all you sons of Israel. Sing to the Lord a new song. Let all the earth sing to the Lord. Praise Praise the Lord, all you sons of Israel. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, direct our actions according to your good pleasure, that in the name of your beloved Son we may abound in good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. 24 minutes before the hour, we'll take a look at the gospel for today along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Friday, January 27th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord compares the kingdom of God to seeds from the fourth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed upon the ground and should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should sprout and grow. He knows not how. The earth produces of itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples he explained everything. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. 
Well, it may seem like a contradiction, but it really isn't. It's a good thing to have what some call holy impatience, like the farmer. But we should never lose the virtue of patience. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. A man scatters the seed on the ground when he forms a good resolution in his heart, and the seed germinates and grows without his realizing it, even though he cannot be expected to be aware of its growth. Once virtue is conceived, it journeys towards perfection, and the ground bears fruit of itself, because with the help of grace a man's soul rises up spontaneously to do good. But the earth produces first the blade, then the stalk, and finally the ear of grain. Interior life needs time. It grows and ripens like wheat in a field. Faithfulness to the impulses God wants us to have is also shown by our avoiding discouragement at our failures and the impatience that comes when we still find it hard perhaps to finish our prayer with depth, to root out a defect, or to think of God often during our work. The farmer is patient. He does not dig up the seed or abandon the field because he has not found the fruit he expected within a certain time. Farmers know well that they must work and wait. They hope to have periods of warmth and sunshine. They know that the seed is coming to maturity. He knows not how, and that harvest time will come. Grace, like nature, normally acts gradually. We cannot, properly speaking, move ahead of grace. But in all that does depend on us, we have to prepare the way and cooperate when God grants grace to us. Souls have to be encouraged to aim very high. They have to be impelled towards Christ's ideal. Lead them to the highest goals, which should not be scaled down or made less lofty in any way. But remember that sanctity is not primarily worked out with one's own hands. Grace normally takes its time and is not normally inclined to act with violence or irresistible force. Encourage your holy impatience, but do not lose your patience. Just as the farmer with the wisdom of centuries does not lose his patience, we must learn to aim very high in sanctity and apostolate, waiting for the right moment without ever losing heart. We will frequently have to start again with our unmodified, ambitious resolution. We need to be able to wait and to struggle with patient perseverance with the conviction that overcoming a defect or acquiring a virtue does not normally depend on sporadic and violent effort, but on humble constancy in the struggle, the constancy of trying time and time again, counting on God's mercy. We cannot, because of impatience, cease to be faithful to the grace we receive. That impatience generally has its roots in pride. We have to be patient with everyone, says St. Francis, but first of all with ourselves. Nothing is beyond remedy for the person who hopes in the Lord. Nothing is totally lost. We always have the possibility of being forgiven and of beginning again. Humility, sincerity, repentance. Then we begin again. We have to correspond with God who is determined that we shall overcome all obstacles. We experience deep joy each time we begin again, and during our time on earth we will have to do that many times because we will always have faults, deficiencies, weaknesses, sins. We must be humble and patient. 
God allows for our failures, but he also expects many little victories from us throughout our lives. Victories that we carry off each time we are faithful to an inspiration, to a motion of the Holy Spirit. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, we pray now with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. You alone I have grieved by my sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born. A sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart. Then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God, but a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, 
and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience, so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. You alone I have grieved by my sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. Truly we know our offenses, Lord, for we have sinned against you. Truly we know our offenses, Lord, for we have sinned against you. Let my eyes stream with tears day and night without rest, over the great destruction which overwhelms the virgin daughter of my people over her incurable wound. If I walk out into the field, look, though slain by the sword. If I enter the city, look, those consumed by hunger. Even the prophet and the priest forage in a land they know not. Have you cast Judah off completely? Is Zion loathsome to you? Why have you struck us a blow that cannot be healed? We wait for peace to no avail, for a time of healing, but terror comes instead. We recognize, O Lord, our wickedness, the guilt of our fathers, that we have sinned against you. For your name's sake, spurn us not, disgrace us, not the throne of your glory. Remember your covenant with us, and break it not. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Truly we know our offenses, Lord, for we have sinned against you. The Lord is God. We are his people, the flock he shepherds. The Lord is God. We are his people, the flock he shepherds. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to him. 
We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Go within his gates, giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. With joy and gladness we cry out to you, Lord, and ask you, open our hearts to sing your praises and announce your goodness and truth. Let us pray. God, devoted to us as a father, you created us as a sign of your power and elected us your people to show your goodness. Accept the thanks your children offer that all men may enter your courts, praising you in song. The Lord is God. We are are his people, the flock he shepherds. A reading from the second letter to the Corinthians. I willingly boast of my weakness, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I am content with weakness, with mistreatment, with distress, with persecutions and difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am powerless, it is then that I am strong. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. At daybreak, be merciful to me. At At daybreak, daybreak, be be merciful merciful to me. Make known to me the path I must walk. Be Be merciful to me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. At daybreak, be be merciful to me. The Lord has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight, All the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. The Lord has come to his people and set them free. Raising our eyes to Christ, who was born 
and died and rose again for his people, let us cry out, Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. Blessed are you, Jesus, Redeemer of mankind. You did not hesitate to undergo your passion and death. To redeem us by your precious blood. Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. You promised that you would provide living water, the fountain of eternal life. Pour forth your Spirit upon all men. Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. You send disciples to preach the gospel to all nations. Help them to extend the victory of your cross. Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. You have given the sick and the suffering a share in your cross. Give them patience and strength. Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Father, all-powerful, let your radiance dawn in our lives, that we may walk in the light of your law, with you as our leader. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air with John and Glenn coming right up. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Go out now. Make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. 10 Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.